Welcome to River Edge Podcasts. We hope this message inspires and encourages you today. Awesome. Father, we just ask that you would speak to our hearts. You would enlighten our perspective. Father, as we tune our ear to you and we open our eyes to the unseen values that you have sprinkled through the earth, through the whole of creation, the evidence of your existence, the unseen through what is seen, the spiritual through the material. You've exposed it so that we can see it and glorify you in it. Father, be glorified today in our bodies. Be glorified today in our spirits. Be glorified today in our minds, in our souls. In Jesus' name, Holy Spirit, speak to us afresh. Amen. Shake hands with somebody because I just changed my message. I've got to make a quick, massive change. Get ready, get ready, get ready. There's an expectancy in the house at the moment. Actually, I think there's an expectancy in the planet at the moment. I think there's an expectancy in the planet for better times. I think there's an expectancy in the planet for better times, for better values, for better families, for better communities. I think there's an expectancy in us all for life better than what we're experiencing at the moment. Agreed? Oh, good. We're all in the right place then. John 3.16. For God. Do we brush over this scripture a bit? Do we brush over most scriptures a little bit too often sometimes? Do we maybe not gloss over them a lot? Hmm. Maybe we don't seek them out enough. Maybe we don't value the Word of God enough. <laughs> I'm not talking to you. I'm talking to me right at this moment. I'm like going, oh, this is going really deep. And, but sometimes I don't value the God's word enough. His great and precious promises, we, we get to add our amen, our so be it, that's an eternal truth, so be it here on earth as it is in heaven. God, for God, the creator of all life, in the beginning, God created the heavens and the earth. Imagine what that was like. See, science says there was a big boom. Big boom, pregnant hydrogen atom just floating around in nothingness. And then decided, oh, I'm going to oh, feel something coming on. And and it's still going to this day. And we say, well, that must be it. We all started in that explosion. Well, we did, but the explosion was, in the beginning, God created. And we read it today and we think, oh, this is what it is because we've got to interpret it by material perspectives, not by ethereal. <laughs> Just go, come with me this morning. I'm on a journey. I don't know where I'm going. So is that all right? 
I had a message. I had this beautiful message starting with Romans 1 and finished up in Romans 15. It encompassed the whole thing. It was beautiful. It was coming from Paul. And he was going, Paul, you know, I'm called to be an apostle. And he goes, he's writing to the Romans. And they, what better bunch of people to write to? A, a multi-religious group, a multicultural group, a group of people that were grown up and brought up in all different you know, economic perspectives and cultural perspectives and religious perspectives. But he's writing to Romans to tell him, Jesus has come to set you free from all the styles and, and all the trimmings that this planet tried to put on you to try and make you conform to what they wanted. But Jesus has come to set you free so that you can have freeness, 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 freeness. What is freeness? You can have, that's the word. Thank you. I had to pause for a second because my brain and breath had to catch up to where my mouth was going. The freedom that God has given us. We started out with freedom and we gave it up. Mankind gave it up because we believed a lie. I'm shaking. Woo-wee. I'm a little bit amped at the moment. Love the worship this morning. What a great message last week that Kylie brought on worship. And I, I, I want to continue on with that because in Romans 15, in the end of it, it's talking about, you know, because he writes to it to all those living in Rome. Grace and peace be yours in abundance. And I say all those living in Mildura. It's the same message to us today. Grace and peace be yours in abundance. But that message for another day, it's not yours today. You can take it. Go and read it. Ooh, you might get something better out of it. Actually, right in Romans 1, he says, I want to come to you so that I can impart something that may encourage you. By that, I mean that we will mutually encourage one another in Christ and in God. What Kylie was just talking about, when we get with other people and they get to share a perspective of what Jesus has done for them and what God has done in their life, and we go, wow, didn't know that. For God so loved the world that he gave that he gave. He gave before we asked. He gave before we required, before we needed. He'd already given because Jesus was the lamb that was slain before the foundations of the world. For whoever believes in him, this is the clincher, for whoever believes in him shall not perish but have eternal life. I want to change the way that you look at this scripture just a little bit. Because who knows that the word of God has so much more in it than what we think we know about it in a certain situation or circumstance in our life. I only have a certain understanding because of what I've experienced. And that's why the Word of God is alive and powerful, because at any time, through our experiences, through our encounters, through our searching, through our wanting to know more, God says, and He breathes on His Word afresh. And something that you've read a hundred, a thousand times, and, you, and it comes life to you again. God so loved the world that He gave His only Son, only begotten Son, that whoever believes in Him shall not perish but shall have eternal life. We look at it, and the church has always looked at it, so that you won't go to hell, but you will go to heaven. Nah. 
That's part of it. That's part of it. But you will not perish in life, but you will have an example given to you of how a perfect life can be lived. How an example can be shown of somebody going through pain, going through trauma, going through trial, going through sufferings, being accused of things that he was innocent of. Imagine going through your whole life being accused, though you were innocent in every way. Personally, no idea what that feels like. Being innocent, I mean. I don't know when innocence dropped off me, but it was pretty early in my life. I entered into indulgence instead of innocence very quickly in my life. Anyone else? Sadly, isn't it? But you've got to look at the human condition. I, see, Solomon went and tested everything out. We can take it from his word. Because everything was written for us so that we can get encouragement and endurance in our life. Everything was recorded for us to have encouragement and endurance. Solomon said, I, I commend to you the enjoyment of life. But he also said, don't let it get out of hand. Because it's meaningless. It's, what he means is it's, it's, it's actually, it's vapour. It's smoke. It looks like something at this moment, but it will change. It will change. Because everything changes but it remains the same. One of the scriptures I was going to read out this morning talked about, this has happened before, it will happen again in Romans 1. I've just bouncing around that. And it talks about how um, that God has placed in creation a, you know, a message that's there so no one can ignore him, that it's there in creation. And in Micah, it says that he's sprinkled eternity in our hearts He's deposited eternity in our hearts, though we still cannot fathom the fullness of God or understand the fullness of God. But he's given us a glimpse enough to know what is right and what is wrong. I'm going off my phone. Sorry, I just grabbed my notes out. I did write some notes. It was during worship. Oh, wait a minute. Did I? Micah 6.8. Actually, did I just say this scripture? Oh, I meant, meant another scripture. Is this the right one? See, my mouth is, yeah, don't worry. I know in my head where I'm up to, but my mouth is somewhere else. He has shown you, O mortal man, O mortal one, what is good? What is good? What is pleasant? What is pleasing? To be pleasing, to be good, to be harmonious. He has shown you what is harmonious. Do you know there's people that, and I've met them, that they can't seem to live without having crisis in their life. Does anyone else know someone like that? They, they, it just seems that you're like, you're running after them all the time because they've got crisis all the time. But you realize, wait a minute, they like the attention. They're always having crisis. I think there's a payoff here. They're like, they're feeding off my goodness here. Don't worry, I've done it to other people. <laughs> he has shown you what it is to be good, to be pleasant, to be harmonious. You know when you, you've experienced those moments in your life and you actually know what it is 
to have those things. He has shown you what it is to have those things. It's all around us. It's in creation all around us. We get glimpses of it, of eternity. We get glimpses of the, the pattern of heaven and the harmony of, uh, the harmony of heaven. heaven. <laughs> you know when you've got a message and it just... I see Romans was really on my ticket this morning. I was so excited by it. But then I felt, no, this is where we've got to go. He's shown you what is good, to be good, to be pleasing, to be joyful, to be beneficial, to be pleasant, to be favorable, to be happy, to be right. And out of that, of what we know is to be, because we're human beings, not human How many times have we heard that and we still become doings all the time? When we're meant to be human beings. We're meant to be. So to be good. He's shown us what it is to be good, to be pleasing, so that we can do good. And out of being good, we don't do good so that we can be good. Out of being good and being pleasant and being harmonious, we get to do what is harmonious. I can't give away what I do not possess. If I do not have some peace in my life, you'll get nothing. If I don't have some joy in my life, you get nothing from me. If I don't have some love deposit in my life, you'll get nothing. Same for us with each one. God, help us. He's shown you, a man, what is good, to be pleasing, to be good, joyful. And what the Lord requires, what the Lord requires, what the Lord requires is for us to have an attention that is focused keeping the main thing the main thing. Seek first the kingdom of God and his righteousness and the whole else, everything else will fall into place. Everything else, his healing will come. His goodness will come. His provision will come because he's a father. He's a father. Jesus, teach us how to pray. Pray like this, our father. He never said, you know, Eloi, even though that's what he cried out, the, the singular form of Elohim. He cried out to God, but not as we can cry out. He cried out singularly. We can only cry out plurally, but he cried out singularly because he was here and the Father was there. And he cried out, my, Eloi, Eloi, singular God, my God, Labath Sabachthani, why have you forsaken me? Then he said, it is finished. For God so loved the world that he gave his son. (sighs) Scripture says that by his death, we we are given remission of sins. Our sins are forgiven. And by his resurrection, we are justified. Our sins are dealt with with his death. And we are justified. We are raised to life. We are made whole. We are made righteous. We are the righteousness of God in Christ. And that's not, I say that over myself so that you can't condemn me. No, that no, you can't say that to me. I'm the righteousness of God in Christ. No, no, it is a humble thing. Let's read on. He's shown you, oh man, what is good and what the Lord requires. The word requires is what are you resorting to? What are you seeking He requires you to seek, to search out, to get understanding. He requires us to look and be be specific 
about our world around us. Are you aware of your own body? I was sick at one point in my life, didn't know how sick I was until I got healthy again. Sometimes we're so sick we don't even know that we're sick until we get healed, we get whole and we go, whoa, where was I? What fog was I in? It's time to open up our eyes, time to let the healer in, time to, for, for, that, for that righteousness of God to be awoken in our lives. Seek first his kingdom, his righteousness. What are we resorting to? What are we frequenting? What are we um, going to? What are we consulting? What are we inquiring of? And what are we seeking out in life? He's asking, this is what he requires of us. What are you looking for? This is what he requires. What are you seeking out to get your answers from? Oh, is anyone else getting burnt here? Because I'm looking at this going, oh, yeah, okay. Yeah, 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 yeah. You're talking to me. You're talking to me. What does the Lord require of you? (laughs) What are you seeking out? What are you resorting to? What are you frequenting in your life? What has been your path that you're treading regularly that you keep going back to in your life? Is it seeking first the kingdom of God and his righteousness? Or is it seeking, I've got to control this thing somehow. I've got to get some order back in my life. Oh, no, this isn't being done right. I've got to make this happen somehow. No, no, seek first the kingdom of God. All this falls back into place. Thank you, Holy Spirit. Shall not perish but have eternal life. Do we have an example through life? I went off track before. It's very uncommon for me. (laughs) Shall not perish. Through life, we don't have to perish. We can stay on the way of life. We don't have to experience deaths in our life. We don't have to experience encounters and losses in our life and go through times of deep mourning and and regret. (laughs) That's not what our Father desires of us. He asks us to seek, to look deeper into it. But not to perish, but to have eternal life. That is not life in what we think eternity is, but it's actually your life now is not governed by time. Everyone's life's governed by time. Not time as in chronological time, time as in the force that brings transformation. Time is the force that brings transformation. You might think, no, time just ticks away. No, no, no. Every season is brought through by time, by the force, by the force bringing transformation in the season. You go, what are you talking about? There's no force. No, 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 no. We're just seeing it materially. We're not seeing it the way that God has done it. Time is a force that brings transformation. So when we enter eternity, that which governs this planet, that which is most controlling about this planet, we step out from under the control of that time, we enter into eternity. That which has always been foundation, that which has always been rock, we're not governed by changing, changing, changing. We are governed by stability, Jesus, bedrock, truth, not shadows, Clouds changing, changing, meaningless, meaningless, just churning around again and again and again. Another generation. See, that's what starts off in Romans 1. It talks about how man had desires and lusts in his heart. So God gave them over to what they wanted to do. What it actually means is if that's the fruit you want to produce, 
produce that fruit. He releases us. He releases us because he's a father. And he says, if that's what you want to do, it's going to kill you. Go and do it. I release you. We're free. And you'd say, that's a bad father. No, he's given us every example. He's shown us what is good, how it is. Jesus came, the fulfillment of Scripture, the fulfillment of the law. He didn't come to do away with it. He came to fulfill it. The law now, we don't fulfill it. We don't do the law so that we can be righteous. We are righteous so we can actually fulfill the law with love. Do justly. That actually means to bring out God's results in our life. To do justly, not to bring out what I want to have happen in my family's life and in the world around me and in my, fam- in my friend's life and everything like that. But it's actually what God wants for them. Not just what I want for them, but to do justly, to bring out God's life for them. So much so with Jeremiah, you know, bring out God's life for him. This morning I'm coming in the car and I'm talking with Chelsea. She's driving me. I tell her how proud I am of her. She tells me what a great dad I am. And I'm thinking, I really haven't been. But I know a great example of a dad. And I'm just trying to copy him as best I can. Because I've seen his son. And he is an example and a glimpse of what the father truly is. And Jesus, Jesus did good to everyone he met. No, 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 no. I don't know if you listen. Jesus brought about justice, God's justice, to everyone he met. Not just brush off stuff. He actually spoke into their life, changed their world. And in this world, we are as Jesus. Do justly. To love mercy, to love achaba is the, the Aramaic word. It is this deep affection, like just this desire and affection. <laughs> to love mercy, that's goodness, kindness, faithfulness. Goodness, kindness, faithfulness is in that word mercy. Too justly, love mercy. Walk humbly. Walk humbly. How do we walk humbly? How do you do it? Have a a think. Because a lot of us think, you know, humility is when somebody tries to prop you up on a pedestal and you go, no, 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 that's not me, that's not me. No. No, I'm not that good, not that great. No, no, don't smell that fantastic, you know. No, Tastes terrible, you know. <laughs> but it's, yeah. God has made each one of us so unique and so precious, so perfect. We miss it because we're not sensitive to His heartbeat. This morning, If anything else, I I just want you to grab hold of God has you, God has called you, God has elected you, and he wants to make you aware that he is beckoning you forward 
time to lean in. This is coming through time and time. What does lean in mean? Like we hear that term all the, what, what I've got to, don't lean on that, Stephen, you've already cracked it. <laughs> Need a new one. That'll sound weird on the podcast. I just realized it's weird what you think of. I've broken that one as well. Goodness me. Sorry to the podcast. Humbly, humbly, humbly. See, you can be an extrovert and be humble. You can be an introvert and be really proud. It's nothing to do with the external. It's to do with condition of the heart. I know some extroverted people that are white-knuckling it through life, but they're smiling and everyone thinks they're the life of the crowd and I'm just going, you're just on the, on the edge, man. Get some peace. You're running too hard. Walk humbly. My humility with my father lies in being absolutely thankful for everything that he's done. Because I realize when I think that I've done something, I have done nothing. Nothing. He has done it all. And I've been privileged and blessed to be a vessel that he gets to use. And I just go, Father, everything I am for your kingdom's course. As I walk from here, from earth to eternity, we're in eternity now. Time has no control. The forces that are on this planet, wars, rumours of wars, plagues, famines, trials, pestilence, calamities. Jesus said these things are going to come. The end days, these things are going to increase in velocity. They're going to keep coming and coming and coming and coming. But don't be afraid. I've told you these things so that your peace will remain. My peace that I give you. I've told you these things so that you'll know dad has it. Dad has got this. We're going through the churner again. The world is going through another cycle. It's just following after its own lusts and greeds and desires. We're not in that time zone anymore. We're in a new time zone. We're in eternity. We're not governed by the force that brings transformation there. We are governed by God's force, his spirit that brings transformation. Finish there. Woo! Can you stand with me? If you're able. Oh, Father God, thank you for your goodness. Father, thank you. Thank you, thank you, thank you for pouring out your love so generously. Father, thank you for the earth around us. Lord, you've bestowed so much goodness and we see it in times when there's been rain. Soil that has been dead and barren is now just verdant and burgeoning with life. An example of what can happen in us. That's an eternal truth of when we are watered well from heaven. He sends his rain on the righteous and the unrighteous, the just and the unjust. But who truly drinks it in? Who truly drinks in the rain from heaven? The pure stream that makes pure the Dead Sea, brings life, all kinds of life. Father, I thank you for your life being in each one of us. Father, I thank you for blessing each one of my brothers and sisters. 
Holy Spirit, I thank you for reminding us what the Lord requires of us, where we're seeking our attention, what we frequent in our lives, what we expose ourselves to, what we desire in our life, what we get to give over in us who are passionate, and then what we surrender to in life. Father, I want it to be you. I want to surrender to you, Father. I don't want to surrender to the, to the temporal pattern of this world. I want to surrender to the foundation of truth that is in heaven. If you need to get right with God, it's a great time to do it just now. And it's so easy. You just need to say, and just quietly just say, Father, forgive me. Wash me clean. Jesus, thank you that you died for me so that I can be forgiven. Please forgive me. I call on your name, Jesus. I speak out the name of Jesus, Lord, Savior, Jesus. Word of God says, all that call on the name of the Lord shall be saved. Remember that. It's a great word to remember, great and precious promise to remember. All those that call on the name of the Lord shall be saved. Father, thank you for your great and precious promises. Holy Spirit, make alive the word of truth in each one of us. Speak a fresh word of revelation at any time, through any means. May our eyes be open and our ears attuned to what you, breath of God, Spirit of God, is saying to us, the church the body of Christ, the family of heaven, God, chosen children. (laughs) What a beautiful picture. Have your way, Father. Your kingdom come, your will be done. Amen. Amen. God is so good, isn't he? Thanks for joining today. If you'd like to know more about service times or simply want to find out more about church, head to our website, riveredgechurch.com.au